You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 49-year-old Lisa Nascimento of Sugarland, Texas. She was divorced and lived in Siena Plantation. She owned a flower shop called Artful Occasions. She opened the flower shop in 2008, July 6, 2010. Lisa went home because she wasn't feeling well. The next morning, she didn't show up for work at the shop. Her co-worker called her a couple of times. The next day, Lisa still didn't show up for work. The lady next door went to her house and knocked on the door, but there was no answer. Her stepbrother went to her house. Her purse, cell phone, and keys were there. She wasn't in her panic room. He called 911. She's been gone since Tuesday at about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. The vehicle's not there. There's no way to get a hold of her. Because it's kind of creepy staying here. The morning of July 9th, Sergeant Scott Heinemeyer was assigned to the case. There was no sign of forced entry, and the alarm was off and her vehicle was missing. They were treating it as a missing persons case. The morning of July 9th, landscapers found a female body in a pond located behind Lisa's flower shop. It was wrapped in carpet. Her co-worker identified the watch the female was wearing as Lisa's. Her stepbrother also identified the watch. The autopsy confirmed that the remains were Lisa Nascimento's. She died of a gunshot wound to her face. They recovered a .25 caliber bullet from her skull. The police knew Lisa owned a gun, but the murder weapon was never found. Autopsy confirmed Lisa was in the pond for at least two days. There were two crime scenes, the pond behind her flower shop and her house. The police found the presence of blood with luminol at her house, and there was a piece of ceramic found in her kitchen, and the other piece was wrapped with her body. Her stepbrother told police about her ex-husband, Carl, but he was ruled out because he had an alibi. All of the leads police had were ruled out. Lisa hired 34-year-old Lorenza Sam to work as a handyman at her home as well as the flower shop. Before Lisa was murdered, she noticed that she was missing things. She couldn't find her diamond bracelet. Lisa told her stepbrother that she thought Lorenza was stealing from her, so Lisa terminated him. He asked Lisa for his job back, but she refused. He then threatened Lisa, according to eyewitnesses. The police researched pawn shops, and they found Lisa's missing diamond tennis bracelet, and it was pawned by Lorenza Sam. The police went to his place of residence. They spoke to management. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. 
check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. The police learn that he was issued an eviction notice because he was behind in rent. He made a cash payment of $500 on July 7th. But the day before, he didn't have any money. The police went to his apartment, but he wasn't there. They spoke to his neighbor. And he tells the police that he was instructed by Lorenza to retrieve a bag of jewelry from his apartment. The police did a search of Lorenza's apartment. And they found a bag of jewelry, cleaning supplies, credit cards, and Lisa's ID card. According to a co-worker, Lorenza admitted to taking things from Lisa's house when she got behind on paying him. Apparently, he bragged about having the keys to Lisa's house and how much Lisa trusted him. He also knew that Lisa didn't always lock her door. The police talked to Lorenza. When was the last time you physically saw her, Lisa? That was early in June. Earlier in June? Because I, I don't keep up with things like that. What time you want to meet? I'll be there at 8 o'clock. I'll be there at 8 o'clock. He tells police that he worked for her. They arranged to meet, but he never showed up. I give you the option. You can come down here voluntarily and talk to me. We can get something on record on what actually transpired, or it's not going to look good for you. The police received a tip from a hunter and located Lisa's vehicle in Gibsland, a remote area of Bienville Parish, Louisiana. They discovered blood in the back seat. The DNA from the blood matched Lisa's. They also found a Fanta bottle, a receipt, and gloves. They saw surveillance of Lorenza purchasing a Fanta from the convenience store. The police found out that Lorenza's girlfriend's house was located within a mile of the place where they located Lisa's vehicle. So the police talked to his girlfriend. She tells police that the evening of July 6, she was instructed to drive Lorenza to Lisa's home to get money she owed him. She said she dropped him off and left. She wanted to leave Lorenza because she was tired of not having any money and she talked to her mother about leaving Lorenza. Phone records place Lorenza in Gibsland, Louisiana, around the time Lisa's car was abandoned. Police interviewed Lorenza's girlfriend again and she gave them more information. She tells police that Lorenza showed up at her parents' house on July 8th and he was driving Lisa's truck. He asked her to follow him. That evening, she followed him and she witnessed him driving the vehicle into the woods. Then he got into her car and they drove away from the woods and left Lisa's car there. His girlfriend was afraid of him. She tells police two days after the murder, she dropped Lorenza off at a hotel in Lafayette, Louisiana. She asked him what happened to Lisa, and he tells her that he killed her. The police tracked Lorenza down at the hotel and were told by staff that he started work on an offshore barge off the coast of Mississippi. The police immediately went to the barge and arrested Lorenza. They questioned him, and he kept changing his story. He was convicted of capital murder. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Lorenza is currently incarcerated at the TDJC Polanski Unit in West Livingston, Texas. She obviously trusted the wrong person. I mean, this is just awful. She trusted him. She gave him access to her home, gave him a job at her flower shop, 
and he betrayed her in the worst way. Not only did he steal from her, but he took her life. He was a devil in plain sight. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Please like and subscribe. And if you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I linked my socials in the description notes. Please like and subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.